is Victoria Gibson and you're listening to Sky High Results Online podcast episode number 19, how to stop hiding and the three non-scary steps you can take right now to shine online. Sky High Results Online podcast, your essential resource for discovering strategies and tips for growing your online business and creating lasting client connections. Hello, friends, and welcome. I'm excited to dive into today's topic, which is how to stop hiding and the three non-scary steps you can take right now to shine online. Now, why do we need to go into this content? Well, it's because I still see so many of you not wanting to show up, thinking that you're showing up, but not getting anywhere in your business because you keep hiding. Okay. So what does it mean when you're hiding online and why do we do it? Well, if you spend your time mostly in creation mode, now that's you. If you've been tinkering with your website, looking on those font sites to find the perfect font for your blog post or your website, or sitting there planning how your website is going to look, uh, instead of actually getting out there, or maybe worrying, um, spending a lot of time worrying about what to charge instead of actually making an offer and figuring it out as you go along, validating offers with a yes instead of sitting there thinking, well, um, I won't put it out there until I know what to charge. Or uh, maybe you're avoiding emailing your list, even no matter how big it is or small it is, doesn't matter. You just seem to think about the last time you've uh, sent an email and it's far too long ago. So you make up some excuse as to why you haven't done that yet. Uh, Or maybe you're one of those many coaches and consultants who do have a website, but don't have any images of you on it, or maybe not even on your Facebook page. Maybe you haven't even created your own Facebook business page. So I'm not talking about your Facebook profile here. I'm talking about your business page. How many photos of you are there on that business page? Are you doing whatever it takes to avoid showing up, being seen and staking your claim as to what your, um, you know, your big message is and putting it out there consistently to attract the right kind of people into your audience. Okay. Then if this is, if you've answered yes to any of those, then you most definitely are hiding. So why do we hide? Now look, it's no big surprise. Showing up online, creating your own coaching or consulting or service-based business online is one of the scariest things you're ever going to do. It's intimidating to put yourself out there and show up and be seen and fear that level of judgment. It's really the hardest work you're ever going to do, apart from parenting that is, right? It's hard. It's hard to say, Hey, I want to share this with you. Hey, I know something about this and open yourself up to the judgment that that can bring. Um, absolutely. It brings up all our fears and doubts about whether we are good enough. Um, but the thing is growth without failure is virtually impossible. So what that means is you'll be confronted with more failures than successes, especially when you get started. But this is good news because those failures are going to help shape your successes, right? But unfortunately, that's where most of us um, get caught in this visibility loop. 
They try something and if it doesn't work instantly, if it doesn't give them that instant gratification of a positive affirmation or people liking a post, for example, on Facebook, then, you know, we believe it it didn't work, okay? We believe that that's not the way to go and we just stop right? We we think we've been rejected. We just stop and we think we'll try something else, but it might take another six weeks before we get up and try again, right? And what happens is um, when you try those things and it doesn't work, instead of thinking it doesn't work, why don't you just test for the three elements of what did work, what didn't work and what could I do differently next time? So we don't have to get in this um, you know, thought of failure every time we put ourselves out there so that it, it's like the kid with their hand on the, the stove to the hot stove top. Okay. You only, you only really do that once before you don't do it again. Unfortunately, that part of our brain that stops us from putting our hand on the oven, uh, the oven cooktop stops us from putting ourselves out there if we perceive that what we did last time was a failure, okay? So you make it mean that you suck and then you just stop, right? Which basically means um, that you might not try again or if you do try again without the filter of that evaluation and asking yourself those three questions that you'll keep getting stuck because most uh, more often than not, it's not going to work because you're testing, you're just, you're uncovering what kind of messages and content and um, shares your audience will respond to. And you don't know that straight away. You can make educated guesses, but you definitely don't know that. Okay. So, um, you know, it's really hard to keep moving in the right loop and not get caught in that visibility loop of trying something. You perceive it doesn't work and then you you stop or you take a long time before you try again. So the whole process is just stretched out. And when you fail to evaluate um, uh, and move forward um, and build on those, uh, those um, the success of actually just sharing and getting it out there, then, you know, you really are just going to stay, stay stuck. Okay. And often what I see is um, women blaming the fact that nobody is listening or no one wants to hear their message on why they haven't put anything out there or the old favorite, I don't know what to share. That is just a cop out. You do know what to share. You wouldn't be um, moving forward, creating this business and um, stepping up to start uh, building an audience and sharing your message and making offers if you didn't believe you had something to share. Sure, there may be others who, um, in your opinion or others, share it better than you or are more established or more successful. It doesn't invalidate what you have to share. It doesn't mean you can sit there in I don't know and stay stuck, okay? Um, you know, it, it's easy for us to think that we don't have anything to share or that nobody wants to hear our message because in the scheme of things, not many people have heard your message yet. So it's too early to even know if this is true. Be careful if you're making these judgments that no one responded or, um, you know, I can't get clients because you've only shared a post with five people before, right? 
<laughs> and that's what's happened happened to so many people and they actually stop and don't move forward because they think that no one wants to hear their message but they are lacking the um the consistency in showing up and testing and evaluating and keeping on moving forward without the constant questioning and the stuckness okay and this is really where the concept of failing forward comes in this is about creating discipline and momentum in your online communications and outreach, which really is just a fancy way of, sa of saying um, how you show up online with social media posts, videos, blogs, podcasts, and interviews. All those, what we'd like to call in marketing terms, touch points, where people could um, grow their awareness, connect with you, engage with what you're saying, and start. it's basically starting a relationship online. And you might not know these people, but be aware that the more consistently you show up, you have these platforms where you can reach people that you don't even know or haven't even met and positively influence them, right? You can share your great stuff, right? And you can even share your really basic stuff and you'd be surprised how much people are willing, ready, and able to engage in what you're sharing, even if they don't like a post, even if you don't hear from them. You, it is amazing that these, um, this outreach becomes the building blocks of your success. So what are three ways you can start showing up online uh, that will fill you with confidence and get you moving in the right direction? Okay. And I promised that these were not scary, right? So yay. <laughs> Let's dive in to the first one. Now, this one is, I think, a real game changer, and that is to set up your own Facebook group. Now, by Facebook group, I don't mean your own um uh, Facebook profile. That's where you uh, have friends and all your friends are on your profile. Your personal life is on your profile, right? I don't, I'm not talking about that. And I'm not talking about your business page that you set up. That's got crickets on it. I'm talking about a Facebook group, which is your own private community on Facebook. It's free to set up and it's free to run, right? Okay. So, um, the beautiful part is you can tap into, uh, the fact that there's people on Facebook looking for what you want to share and you can start your own private community on Facebook and, um, and, and curate your own audience, right? And the best thing is this is in its own bubble, right? You don't have to be scared about your ex-boyfriend seeing a post or something that you're sharing, or maybe your subject matter is a little sensitive. It might be talking about money or, um, you know, relationships or something like that, right? It doesn't matter. That's okay. Because you're going to, uh, start this community in, like I said, your own bubble, it become, becomes a private Facebook group that people request to join. You can invite them in, um, via social media or messaging or on your emails or on your thank you pages for your freebies. Um, wherever you can, you can be sharing it on social media. You can invite the right type of people in and you get the say of whether they join, they can join or not. So what begins to happen, no matter how slowly you start is that the people who are in there have raised their hand and said, yes, I do want to hear from you. So you're already for one of a better example, talking to a warm audience. Okay. Which makes it way less scary and makes it easier to share, 
um, you know, more, m- more, uh, you know, personal or private or, um, topics that, or topics that you might be a bit more afraid of, say putting on LinkedIn, for example, and LinkedIn is a much stuffier audience. I always find you have to kind of keep your posts a little more rigid on LinkedIn than you can on Facebook or Insta. Um, but with a private Facebook group, it's amazing, right? There's no need for, um, you know, constant questioning of what to call this group to stop you from doing it or how you just, um, you know, how you're going to um, create it. Basically, you just click and create the group off the left side of your um, newsfeed in Facebook. So if you're up on your laptop, pull it up, go onto your home feed on your profile and you'll see create a group on the left-hand side, okay? Or on your mobile, it's pretty easy or just Google it. It is not hard to do. Don't then get caught in another um, piece of resistance, which is what should I call it? Just decide on something. It might be the name of your program. It might be the name of your business. It might just be your name. I mean, typically not because one of the beautiful um, things about Facebook groups is that Mark Zuckerberg gives us the gift of um, the fact that they want more people in groups. They want to create that level of engagement on Facebook. So they'll give you a helping hand and display it to friends of people who join or those most likely to want to join. So you want to have a title um, for when that's displayed that makes it really easy for people to be interested in this group or decide to join. Don't overthink it. You can change it pretty easily. Okay. So just get started. And even if you only have a few people in there, just start the discipline of posting in there. Okay. I don't want you sitting in that, that resistance of stopping just because you don't know what to call it. Okay. Um, because that is, that is just so common, right? Um, and, like I said, I don't care how many people are in there. Just post a combo of um, tutorials, some written posts that uh, kind of follow that format of what you're talking about, why it matters, um, what the lesson is and how they can apply it. Other things that work well, are, um, even other people's videos, if you don't want to create your own, I really like showing up live, um, but on video in Facebook, but I know that that is a bit scary. So I'm not only talking non-scary ways here today, um, but share quotes. They always work really well. Um, other people's articles. Okay. Just show up and be of help. Remember, you don't have to be the guru. You can be a narrator or a curator of your industry. You don't have to be the biggest expert. If that feels scary to you, you can be the one, kind of like an editor of a magazine, bringing the best topics that are relevant and interesting and engaging to your audience. And that confers um, credibility, authority, and starts that relationship to you with your audience. So it can be just as positive, whether it's your uh, your direct content or not, as long as you attribute it to others. And nobody expects you to be the biggest expert, okay? People are just looking for that sense of connection and um, interest and engagement that they can get in a Facebook group or in um, or from your other social media or email marketing content, okay? So first, set up your own Facebook group, all right? You don't have to be doing heaps of video. It doesn't have to be scary. This is a um, friendly community of people who raise their hand and want to be there. Um, amazing tool, amazing tool right now to work on. So definitely go and do that. The second non-scary way to stop hiding is to send your emails and preferably send it weekly, at least more is even better. 
So I want you, if you have an email list, to start showing up weekly. If you are, fantastic. Maybe um, flip that to twice a week. The common resistance there is, oh, people do hate getting emails. People, Some people do hate getting emails and they can get off your list and that's totally fine. But the majority of people have signed up to your email list because they want to hear from you. So you're actually doing them disservice by not showing up, okay? Will people unsubscribe every time you send an email? That is guaranteed. I can guarantee that that is the case. Okay, so you've just got to not make that mean that they hate you, not make that mean that your business is doomed, not make that mean that you should never send another email again. It just means they don't want your email in their inbox and that's that. Okay, and we can leave it at that and let that go. It's no big deal because if you're showing up and consistently sharing your message, your it doesn't have to be your big you know message like Gandhi here, but you're consistently showing up is what I should say. If you are consistently showing up, people are going to want to hear from you and people do enjoy emails. It's a nice personalized way of communicating, even though it's one to many. Okay. So I want to make sure that, um, even if you're getting crickets, even if you're, you know, stressing that your open rate is only 10% or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Let go of all that and just keep the discipline of emailing. All right. It is a key to getting momentum, even if you don't have a ton of people on your list, right? Consistency, like I said, that's the key. Do it weekly and just direct them to a Facebook post in that free group if you want to. If you if you are writing blog posts um, or doing a YouTube video or something like that, then great, you can direct them to that. But I would imagine if you're hiding, you're probably not doing YouTube videos. So start with just creating a, a blog post um, on your website that's 300 words or, um, or more or um, do a longer form Facebook post in on your Facebook business page if you haven't got your group, right? Um, give them a weekly tip. You can even do an industry wrap up um, with bullet points of articles you've seen in your industry that might be helpful if you um, are still afraid to share your opinion, your voice or, or message in an actual email. You can just be sharing a wrap up of what you've seen that might help them, okay? Mary Smith, who teaches Facebook Marketing has been around for a long time. Lovely woman. I've done some of her, um, I've uh, created trainings for some of her trainings and things like that, which has been great. She um, always used to do a great job of this. And that was that was her email, a wrap up of what was Facebook trends and what was happening around the interwebs in relation to Facebook, because that was her expertise and that was what she was known for. Okay. So there's always ways to do it. There's no excuse to be stuck. Okay. And if you can try and share a personal insight, even if it's something you think isn't interesting, right? People absolutely love to just have a personal connection. They love it when you share more of your life. Now, I'm not suggesting you share, you know, the bad breakup you went through five years ago, but just sharing that maybe, you know, what did you do on, what did you get up to on Mother's Day? And even putting a picture of your Mother's Day lunch at home with your kids um, is something that your audience will love to see, right? And it's definitely not going to put them off. So start showing up. And the more you do it, the more confident you'll be with sharing and you will stop hiding. Okay. So what's the third one? The third is this relative, it's not brand new. It's been around for a while, but this relatively new kind of way of sharing on social media that is just taking off like wildfire and really speeding up that personal connection with your audience. And that's stories. Okay. So I'm not talking about writing a book here. 
I'm talking about the power of Instagram and Facebook stories. Now you've probably seen them at the top of your feed on either platform. And they're really just like cards, right? Photo cards, visual cards. They might be videos, they might be a photo, or they might just be text, or they may even be sharing someone else's post, right? And what I love about this is that these are really quick, easy ways to um, share your content, um, your life, a bit of behind the scenes of how you live and what you're doing um, that can, you know, really just help create that connection and and, um, really support the awareness of you and what you do, right? People start to believe they know who you are. And that is the first step of trusting you to then down the track invest when you make an offer. Okay. Now stories aren't the place you make offers. They might be invitations to your webinars or sharing a new blog post or something like that. That's fine. But done well, they are really just a window into who you are and your life and what what you care about. Okay. Now that doesn't mean you have to spend half an hour curating this and working out what content you're going to put on there. If you're, you know, taking a walk, um, take a photo of where you are, right? Like I'm not suggesting you breach your private privacy or compromise your privacy or anything like that, but take a snap. If you're, uh, if you made a meal, great. You found a product. Um, you, if, if, like I said, with, um, Facebook lives before videos do work well on these, but that is a bit scary. I get that. But, uh, Instagram stories, uh, can be a great way to do a quick little video to try first, which you can easily do in the, on the story platform. And the beautiful thing is they are quick, right? They're like 15 seconds and under. So they're a great way for you to start dabbling with live video because you don't have to be on there a long time. And people don't want you to be overly polished or made up on these platforms. They want it to be real. And this as, um, you know, building uh, as our own sort of personal brand and building our own, uh, personal brand of coaching and consulting, uh, business, we don't, we can compete in a different way to bigger brands and more established brands because they generally can't show up in such a personalized way and definitely not the way that we can. Okay. So try and make it behind the scenes kind of footage, make it fun and light Um, and do a mix of images, videos, and shares. Okay. You can even just film something. It doesn't have to be you. You can film where you're walking for the day, or you can film that new print you picked up at the shop. Um, okay. But you know, people do respond to videos and they like video as a way of just sort of mixing up what you're sharing. Okay. Stories are a great way to get more frequency and consistency without a ton of work. And people really love them right now. Best part is they're free and they're definitely non-scary. Okay. So there you have it. Three non-scary ways to get out of your visibility loop and start showing up online. So if you like these ideas, why don't you come along to Insta? My profile is at I am Victoria Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N or V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A-G-I-B-S-O-N. Okay. Follow me there and you can DM me and let me know what you're going to be doing or tag me in one of your Instagram posts. I'd love that. Okay. And you can also see my crazy stories there too. Um, you can also come and see, I practice what I preach, come into my free Facebook group. I love my free Facebook group. It's called Connect and Convert. It is, um, you're, it's available for you to come and request to join absolutely free where I share uh, free live workshops, 
workshops, trainings, posts. I don't post a ton in there. I post every week and generally do a video or some kind of training and then do some more intense periods of live workshop series. Um, and I've got some really beautiful coaches and consultants in there. Uh, so definitely come along victoriagibson.com forward slash group. Come and join. I can't wait to see you there. Okay. There you go. I'm, I believe in you. I cannot wait to see what you start creating, how you start uh, showing up and stop hiding because we need what you have. We need to see you and I cannot wait to see more. See you next week.